very intimate way. A woman working for me had come in after midnight the night before and cleaned out everything. My files, my Rolodex, all my computer programs and records, everything. I'll never know why. I spent the next few days stunned and in shock, trying to find my clients to warn them. I remember thinking at the time that it might take a month or two to sort things out. But I soon learned that reconstructing paper trails and seeking justice are time-consuming matters indeed. In the end, it took me three years and many, many days in court to resume my life and my practice. During those three desperate years, I lost all my courage. At first, I burned through a range of emotions—rage, self-pity, terror. Sometimes I doubted I would ever re-enter the financial world, thinking instead that I would go back to being a waitress. Maybe that kind of life, which I knew so well, was my destiny. Maybe I had been wrong to ask for more. I hid my fears and the truth of what had happened from my friends, and was still quick to treat them to dinners, the movies, whatever. Even with no money coming in, I deprived myself of nothing. I used up my savings and retirement money. When I had nothing left, I refinanced my house and began living off of that money and my credit cards. Debt, it subsequently took me several years to clear. I had once been poor, yet lived with spirit, courageously. Now I was living with the trappings of wealth, but had no money. I was living a lie. I no longer had the courage to be poor. But somehow, over those years, I found the strength to begin asking myself some hard questions. Why did this really happen to me? Who was I now that I had lost all my money? Who had I been before when I thought I had it all? How could I stop the downward spiral emotionally, spiritually, financially? I began looking at myself in a new way, too, and didn't much like what I was seeing. I had started to believe that because I made a lot of money, I was better than others. I had started looking down on the world, even as my money ebbed away from me. For me, the turning point came when I was sitting in a Denny's restaurant one day, thinking about everything that had happened. Suddenly, I looked closely at the woman waiting on me, and it dawned on me that she surely had more money than I did. I might have looked richer, wearing my designer clothes and with my fancy car parked outside, but I knew that the only wealth that I had at this point was a negative drawn in red ink. Looking again, I could see clearly. That this waitress was also happier than I was and more honest. I was the poor one inside and out. Where would I find the courage I needed, the courage to change? I drew strength from a spiritual quest I had begun earlier, which now began to occupy a bigger place in my life and thoughts. I meditated and contemplated the teachings of the masters with a hunger I hadn't felt before. Slowly, I began to consider. All that was happening to me in terms of what God might want to teach me, if I could view these years as a gift to be unwrapped, I thought, I might find a way to feel enhanced rather than diminished, grateful rather than bitter. I thought too about my parents, the strength, and yes, courage they had exhibited through their many hardships, and a motto I once learned that reminded me of the way my parents lived every day: be a warrior. Don't turn your back on the battlefield, and I decided I wouldn't. At last, after years in the court system, the case was resolved. Finally, I was free to move on. In retrospect, however, 
the inner battle to restore my courage was the battle harder won. The lesson I learned was that my attitude towards money had made me poor, and with that attitude, no amount of money could have made me rich. The wealth had to come from somewhere else, from inside. Money doesn't bring courage, I learned. In fact, it's the other way around. Once I took that lesson to heart, I began to rebuild my life. In all realms of life, it takes courage to stretch your limits, express your power, and fulfill your potential. It's no different in the financial realm. In a buy now, consume now culture like ours, it takes courage to make the decisions today that make us rich tomorrow. It takes courage to face up to the facts of old age and mortality and to prepare for them. It takes courage to live generously regardless of your financial state of affairs. I've seen many times in my own life as